0: Hi everyone, the following podcast is a Direct Message Network and Podcast One Production,
1: where your direct link to your favorite stars. I like a bed that's really firm. I need something a little softer than that. Rest easy. With the Sleep Number 360 smart bed, you can both adjust your comfort with your sleep number setting. Can
0: it really help me fall asleep faster?
1: Yes, by gently warming your feet. Okay, but can it help keep us asleep? It senses your movements and automatically adjusts to keep you effortlessly comfortable. Sleep Number, proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. Don't miss our New Year's special. The Queen Sleep Number 360 C2 smart bed is only $899. Plus special financing, only for a limited time. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details. What's up? It's Sierra, new member and ambassador for WW Weight Watchers Reimagined. Since joining, I feel healthier and more confident than ever. The new MyWW Plus, our most holistic program ever, gives you more of what you need to lose weight, like tools to help boost your mindset, get you moving, and plan meals based on what you have on hand. Plus, over 300 zero-point foods you don't have to track. The new MyWW Plus, more holistic, more personalized, more weight loss. Join today with a limited-time offer at ww.com.
2: Caldrea. I'm going, going back to back to Caldrea, Drea, Caldrea. Okay. Uh, Look, we talked about Caldrea last week and the week before and probably the week before that, all for good reason. Uh, If you haven't heard of Caldrea, they are a consciously crafted home and body care brand that combines thoughtful ingredients with delectable scents. Making caring for ourselves and our homes a beautiful experience.
0: Oh, and let's talk about the beautiful experience. The finishing touch to crafting a beautiful homekeeping experience is air care. Now, Caldrea's air care products transform your home with your favorite fragrances, immersing you in luxury in every room. Now, air care products like linen and room spray and candles can help you instantly turn your home into somewhere you want to be. And honestly, little indulgences like that make every day feel like a spa day. And all of their customers seem to be raving about it. Um, So someone said, heaven in a bottle. I had guests at our table asking about that heavenly smell And of course, I tell them it's Caldrea.
2: And that's all you need. That should be all you need, right? Don't waste any more time. Get free shipping on orders of $50 or more when you buy online at caldrea.com. That's Caldrea, C-A-L-D-R-E-A.com. Visit caldrea.com and find your signature scent.
1: This is adulting like a mother, father. Thanks for tuning in to learn more. We applaud you. Now sit back, relax, so baby, keep it pushing while we have a couple laughs. And maybe get a little mushy, but don't forget to take a deep breath. Adulting can be hard sometimes. Just take the next step. Pick the right foot up and put it in front of the left. You do this over and over and you'll be the head of the rest. And let me introduce you to the star of the show, Daniela Monet. I bet you probably heard her say,
0: Chicago, Chicago.
1: Now she's all grown up and got a little baby boy His name is Gio, dang, what a bundle of joy We're a tribe of three, but we're building a community So come along, it's time for some adulting
0: What's up, adulters? Uh, this is Adulting Like a Mother Father. Welcome back. I'm Danielle Monet, the mother.
2: And I'm Andrew Gardner, the father. What up, mother fathers?
0: And we're both... adults Adults. and if you're an adult or just trying to be one this is the show for you we've got an awesome episode lineup for you guys so i don't know if anyone caught on my instagram story and also on the adulting's instagram story we asked for your questions because we wanted to go into some of uh those on today's show so i have i mean honestly you guys came through and a lot of them from what i'm seeing at a high level just scrolling through a lot of them are about being vegan which I think is really cool. We don't talk about being vegan very much and we should. Um, And we also have a vegan guest on the show today who is so much more than that. She does so much for animals. She calls herself an animal psychologist, but honestly she's more than that. I'd say she's a whisperer. She's an animal whisperer.
2: Yeah. I'm going to say now that the conversation with her was super interesting. I learned a lot. I didn't even know uh, that she was out there doing this.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. And, uh, Yeah, I'm going to leave it at that. I think you guys need to stay tuned for that piece.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited. Sarah Leah is on the show. If you guys aren't familiar with her, if you have pets or if you're just an animal lover or you just want to look at a beautiful face, follow her on Instagram and stay tuned for um, our little chat with her. It was, wow, heavy, inspiring, emotional, all the things. Um, But before that, I think we just tap into a little adulting wins and fails. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. You want uh, to jump into it? Sure.
2: So uh, I'll keep it short and sweet. My win was going through my first Father's Day, which was amazing, um, so cool, but surreal. Like, I can't believe that I'm celebrating a Father's Day, mm-hmm. um, but it's become the it's come become the best day of the year. It's <laughs> my number one holiday now okay. over Christmas. All right. Um, yeah, the biggest win was I woke up to a coffee, and then we went and hiked somewhere that we had never been, and that was the one thing that I really wanted to do was do something new. Mm-hmm. So thank you. But for don't that. forget
0: about the face socks. Oh yeah, and the and vacuum. She got me coming. two <laughs> pairs
2: of these. The vacuum's for you.
0: I don't vacuum. Why,
2: why did you get me a vacuum for because Father's Day? Are you trying to tell you me something? Vacuum.
0: You're the vacuumer. I do
2: like. I, yeah, it's gratifying.
0: And ours is clunky and heavy, and we have tight spaces. So yeah, that's the biggest problem. So We just I have got nowhere you to nice, put anything light, in this place. Efficient. Vacuum.
2: Can we just talk about the socks for one second though? Yeah, go so ahead. So she got me these socks from this company and it's like face on or something.
0: Oh, you, face socks. Yeah.
2: Yeah. If you guys haven't heard of them or seen their stuff, check them out. It was really cool. She took Geo's face from a couple different pictures. I'm sure
0: everyone's doing that this year.
2: I know that another dude from, uh, my daddy and me got some too. Oh really? Yeah. Oh,
0: that's funny. Cause I saw, yeah, I'm not surprised. I, it was, a, it was something that, um, was going on in my mom thread and that's why I think we all caught I'm on just
2: to a little bummed. Bim- I'm a little bummed that um, the one you got me where he's wearing the hat, Yeah, you cropped out his neck where he's wearing his little G I
0: didn't have the luxury of cropping it out, nor would you have wanted me to have that ability. I can't like detail a face out of a picture. Oh, so you they basically do it. So you just send them. The picture. Yes, gotcha. yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, well,
2: they're super dope. So if you haven't seen them before, check them out.
0: Well, put a picture up on your IG. I will. Yeah, share with your friends. Um, yeah, it was a special day for me too. Like I think for the first time, well, to be a hundo, you kind of set the record on Mother's Day where I got to sleep in. You took Gio. You brought a coffee. And I was like, oh, gosh. Are so you just copying me? <laughs> no, I just was like,
2: Ladies okay. and gentlemen, you're not you're not listening to the most original person in the world. No? I she just will still,
0: at minimum, I have to at least do what you did.
2: <laughs> right, right, totally, totally. You did a good job.
0: Thank you. Do you have Let's a fail? Get to my,
2: yeah, my fail is uh, on the same day. You know, here is the deal with a kid, right? Mm-hmm. You just got to be prepared for things not to go the way that you see them going in your head. Okay. So we go for this hike, and it's beautiful. Um, you and I got like in a little tiff, or whatever, because I didn't like your energy.
0: You thought I wasn't interested in the hike.
2: Yeah, but you weren't.
0: It wasn't that.
2: But that's not even my fail. It should be my fail, but I'm not using it for that. Um, No, Gio, he was a little fussy. You know, I thought, here I am. I'm going to put him in my vest. We're going to be walking through this beautiful landscape. I'm going to be pointing out trees and plants and animals and water. And he's not going to be saying anything, but in his head, he's going to be like, yes, daddy, this is amazing. But instead, he was like, no, daddy, (laughs) let's do something else.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that kind of did happen at one point or another. I mean, here's the thing. You thought I was disinterested in this moment. But what what clued me, not clued me, but what kind of set me in that direction was when we were pulling into the park to park. Wow, that was redundant. We were pulling into the little, like, desk and paying or whatever. She asked us how long we were going to be there, and you said two hours. And I thought... Are you not considering feeds, diaper changes, and naps? Because you can do
2: it all on the go.
0: You certainly can. But what I got from that was, we're going to be here for two hours, maybe longer. We'll figure it out. And the figure it out part really set my fun little mom anxieties off. And I just started overthinking and thinking, okay, well, if that's what this is, Where am I going to put snacks? Where are we going to pull over and breastfeed? Am I going to have to change them on the go? And that's when I started to get uptight. Okay. So it wasn't that I didn't want to be there. I just got a little nervous that we were actually camping instead of hiking.
2: Well, here's a suggestion. Don't be uptight. Okay.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. You should take that same little note. Um, all right. I'll (laughs) do an adulting win and fail. So my win is, um, Oh, I know what my win is. Okay, so I've been anxious. I hate that I'm saying that again, but it's been, I don't know. I think it's just been the theme of either motherhood or quarantine or just a tell of the times. Um, But I was getting a little anxious around the idea of going on QVC because it entailed a lot of preparation. I mean, QVC is a no joke company, they give you this full online course, which I would have had to take in person, which I believe is like eight hours long, but because I couldn't fly, they're doing all the QVC like um, videos via Skype or Colin or whatever. So long story short, I did get through it and it was so fun and it felt good to be on the other side of what I thought was going to be kind of an overwhelming, very detailed experience. So selling a product um, through outstanding foods, the pork rinds, and I know a lot about them, but when you're selling something and it's like you know, there's like a magnifying glass on you and they want to know facts and details about the ingredients and all that, whatever. It was just, it was just a lot of information to get out. And I'm glad that I'm over that hump and that I could do it again now. Like it's like the back of my hand.
2: Yeah. I just want to say this. I mean, if, if anybody saw it, you would have seen that she killed it. Mm-hmm. So you killed it. Good job. Um, but fill them in. You're saying it was a lot of work leading into it or the preparation was heavy. Yeah. How many emails do you think went back and forth before today?
0: I'm going to throw out a number, and I'm going to say it's around a good casual, like, 25 to 35. Oh, you mean just in the day? Or since finding out I was doing this? Yeah,
2: since finding out. Oh, easy,
0: easy, easy 25 to 30 emails. Total emails. Yeah, I'd okay.
2: say. Okay, Th- to be honest, it's not as many as I thought. Really? Oh, it yeah, could be more. I thought you were going to say, like, 50 but to 100. But we have to
0: include, if, you, if you're going to go there, in terms of, like, workload. There were phone calls, many phone calls. There was the online course. There was all these different documents they sent me, documents I had to fill out, worksheets I had to fill out. Um, What else did I have to fill out? Oh, then, of course, like, there was... The texting back and forth on the day, like making sure I was ready. And of course I'm ready, right? I call in at the time I'm supposed to. And the lady on the phone answers and she goes, uh, no, you, you have plenty of time. Call back in like 15, 20, like super <laughs> cash magage. I'm like, I've gotten all the way to this ending and you're going to just cash magash tell me to call back in 15 to 20. Anyways, I'm ranting, but it was, it was quite the experience. So that's my win. We got through it there you go. and it sold great. So that was really awesome. Yeah,
2: Phenomenal. Yeah. So what's the fail?
0: Oh, well, the fail is what you didn't mention that happened on Father's Day. Wow. And the fact that you're looking at me means that you're, that's awesome. But you're about to remember after the hike, we stopped at a little place called Juicy Lady. Oh, yeah. And um, it's a great little, you know, uh, mostly plant-based restaurant, organic, nice, whatever. We go there, sit outside and Gio had some of like the sweet potato and avocado that was in my salad. And right away, I noticed an allergic reaction. And we've seen one allergic reaction before. Um, Actually, it happened twice before, but one that was incredibly memorable and terrifying. And I actually never spoke about it on social because it just, like, wiped us out. This one wasn't as bad because I think I noticed it quickly. Um, So long story short, I'm almost positive if I think back to the times that he's had a reaction it had to do with something that was um, that there were like sesame seeds in, mm. so he could have a allergy to sesame seeds. I hope not. Yeah,
2: I hope not because I'm not going to abide by it.
0: <laughs> I wish Just that kidding. were the case about allergies. Just you don't kidding. mess with them.
2: Yeah, I'm so glad. I mean, that first one that I guess we haven't talked about.
0: So it was the first one was hummus. And I, it was only a little bit. No, I
2: know what I'm saying, but we didn't, t- we didn't talk about the first one, right?
0: No, yeah, that one was awful. Oh, the
2: second one was the one that was yes. really bad. Yeah, the second one was so scary. So in a way, like I'm so thankful that we had that experience already because mm-hmm. this time around, you know, we were out and about. We weren't home. And, uh, you know, if you hadn't gone through the experience already, you would just be like, oh, my God.
0: Because like, what, what happens do do? Is, is he swells up i mean the the, the oh yeah he got welts around
2: his mouth he gets blotchy on his face the time before the bad one he got that all over his whole body
0: i mean his ears were it looked like his ears were balls if you've
2: seen the movie hitch he looked like will smith when Mm -hmm. he had his allergic Mm -hmm. reaction and he looked like that a little bit yesterday too Mm -hmm. his lips swelled up his ears swelled up
0: scary times man but thank goodness within like a few hours um, he, you know what's funny is like his mood doesn't change, so it's a really confusing thing. The only thing that changes is he'll itch, so that's kind of uncomfortable. But like he's still giggling and stuff, and he will he napped. You know, I yeah. was like,
1: "What?"
2: See, that's the one thing as a parent that that makes me feel a little more comfortable. I'm you know I'm not a doctor, obviously, but if there's something that's like really bad that's going on. You would think that it would affect his mood and his actions and whatnot. But if he's yeah. still acting like himself for the most part, I'm not as scared.
0: Yeah. No, I know. I think that's pretty, um, like, across the board, that's something to keep in mind. Yeah. Ah, but I'm glad we got over that. Uh, yep. Do you have an adulting is before we go to break and bring uh, Sarah Leon? on?
2: Mm, you mentioned vacuums earlier. Adulting <laughs> is vacuuming. Uh, if you have carpet, your carpet every few days or rugs in your house that you're on all the time. Yep. Because not only does it make the space cleaner, that's an obvious, the second is it's so freaking gratifying.
0: I'm glad you feel that way.
2: Do you know what I mean? Is there anyone else out there that likes vacuuming or mowing the grass or whatever because you can like make lines in the thing?
0: I mean, I would imagine that's a common thing that people enjoy. I personally don't, I don't love vacuuming. I don't know what it is. I'm the laundry and dishes girl. Yeah. Um, those are like staples I do almost every day. And um, yeah, that's Gio that just woke up out of his, his night's sleep. Yeah. I don't know um, all right. Well, that's a good adulting is let's take a quick break. Let's come back with Sarah Leah and we will get to all of your questions. Maybe not all of them because there are a lot of them, but let's get to a handful of questions at the end of the show. Let's do it. More adulting like a mother father when we come back. All right, adulters, what if I told you you could get high-quality organic and non-GMO groceries delivered to your door for a lot less than you're paying now and help out families in need? That's what we're doing since we discovered Thrive Market. And as a proud Thrive Market member, I get the products I love, and my paid membership provides a free one for someone in need, like a low-income family, teacher, veteran, or first responder. They cater to over 70 different diets and values. I personally love it because there's so many Vegan options, and they're also a lot cheaper. So that's uh, two reasons I love it. Um, and as a member, not only am I saving 25 to 50% off traditional retail prices their carbon neutral shipping is free on orders over $49. So not only do I feel great about getting a deal on my favorite stuff, but I also feel great about helping to support families who need it most. In addition to membership matching, Thrive Market is matching donations to their COVID-19 relief fund dollar for dollar. So try Thrive Market and become a member risk-free. Go to thrivemarket.com slash adulting, join today, and you'll get up to $20 in shopping credit on your first order. That's Thrive Market, T H R I V E Market dot com slash adulting to start your risk free membership and get up to twenty dollars toward your first order. Thrive slash adulting.
2: And now back to adulting like a mother father.
0: Let's jump in. Welcome to our show, adulting like a mother father. Mm-hmm. It's our very first <laughs> Zoom um, video little sesh so thank you for joining thank you for having me i'm so excited we're excited i have been fascinated with you and your work and all about you for a while now um for our watchers our viewers Mm -hmm. um can you share a little bit about your background
3: and let's just start there i want you to tell your story perfect yeah so i'm originally from south africa moved to California probably like five years ago. But in South Africa, I grew up around a lot of animals, rescuing animals, like all different types of animals, horses, sheep, ducks, like the most random things. And just being from South Africa, you have a a close connection to nature. Um, And so I was always very aware of how animals experience the world and how certain situations can affect an animal. And I was very aware that... Um, animals can process trauma the same way that human beings do, but we don't recognize it. We don't recognize that in animals, you know? So growing up, I always had that awareness and I always, in a way was affected by it. And I, I didn't realize that it was like, not that normal, you know? So whatever, skip however many years. Um, and it just got increasingly worse. Me have like being so aware of something, but then it affecting how I was experiencing the world, you know, anyways, Um, so then my mom actually said, you need to go and see this woman because there's there's something that you need to like, you're, you're accessing, but you don't know like what you, you don't know how to deal with it. Anyway, so I went to go and work with this, um, she's a very well-known animal communicator in South Africa. And basically from working with her, I realized, oh, this is what this is. Okay. Like maybe it's, maybe other people don't aren't aware of that kind of thing, you know, and um, aren't aware of how animals are experiencing things. Um, so yeah, then I just realized like, it just all of a sudden came together. And um, so I started doing that professionally. And yeah. You what, so you, animal, you call so yourself
0: an animal communicator. Yeah, so correct?
3: I, okay, cool. I, I call myself an animal communicator. Some of it is like intuitive work. And in the beginning, it was a lot more intuitive. So a lot of people would call me with, hypothetically, um, they'd rescued an animal and they don't know what happened, but the animal has um, a terrible fear of knees, for example. Like I can give you a really good example, uh, maybe later on about an animal from the Yulin Dog Meat Festival. Um, And so it was a lot more intuitive. And yes, that stuff does come through, you know, there is this concept that information we can access information if we just like allow ourselves to, you know, which is intuition. We can't deny that we have intuition. Um, But it's really become more, yes, that does happen. But my thing now is really, it happens, but that doesn't really serve a purpose. Like I'm more interested in how I can better understand an animal and how they've absorbed certain trauma or or what that is, and how it's affecting them in their home, and what the solution is. And then, furthermore, enabling, teaching the people so that they don't have to call me again, you know? Yeah. So, each day is very different. People use the term pet psychic, but I really don't like that, because then people think, like, I have this crystal ball with fur on it, and like, you know, and it's really not that. It's just really understanding the psyche of animals, and that they Process things the same way we do. We, they experience life the same way we do. We have maternal and paternal instincts. Animals do too. They experience um, all the different faces of love, fear, jealousy, anxiety, and all of those things just the way we do. And if yeah. we all just recognize that, you know, the way that we'd recognize a child, um, it would all be a very different world that we live in.
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree. So this is so intriguing to me. Um, can you? explain a little bit more just talk through like how you understand an animal that's been through trauma like what sorts of things do you do to connect with that animal
0: yeah and so, outside of intuition because you're right like i think you know anyone who's generally an animal lover um has that has same that sort of intuitive exactly, yeah. draw yeah. but but i find what you do interesting because here's an example when we did the beagle freedom um when we first met at yeah. um, an event where they had brought in a bunch of beagles from a testing facility. These beagles were used for um, animal cruelty testing. And yeah. so um, you went up to one, I don't even know if you remember this, but you went up to one and you literally said she she has something wrong with her stomach. And you yeah. knew right away that this dog was in pain. And I connected so much to that because we could all tell the dog was in pain, but you specifically said there's something going on in, in, their stu- in her stomach. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I want to understand like, how you really tuned into what you do and how you're able to read animals.
3: Yeah. So I think it's, it's like a hard thing to explain because I think from just having that uh, from a young age, I definitely experienced as most of us have like a certain type of trauma and then come out the other side. So you are able to recognize that, those certain things in others anyway, because you know how that works. Then on top of that, um, realizing that, you know, you know how children and animals have a certain ability to recognize, Oh, they They don't. You always trust what a baby or an animal does, like with other people. If they don't like it, you know. If they don't like a person, you know not to like that person, kind of thing, you know. Mm -hmm. But then, at some point, as a child, we're told by adults, "Oh, don't be silly. Oh, it's just your imagination. Don't be stupid. Whatever." And you suppress that ability. But then, re-realizing that 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 you don't have to be fearful of how you naturally are. So that was where it really started. It was like, oh, okay, I actually don't have to deny this ability to, to see how things are and then tapping into that more. So um, I did a lot of work to really hone that skill of intuition and to, to, it's not your imagination. Like I see kids all the time, look at a dog. I, had, I was walking with a little girl the other day with one of my dogs and she said, uh, I think she's feeling nauseous. And I said, well, how do you know that? And she's like, I don't know, I'm just watching her and I just feel like she's nauseous. What? Yeah, you know? no, I and don't disregard that at all. Yeah, um, and it's- I, and, I get it. Yeah, and it's so funny because 15 minutes later, my dog literally threw up. No way.
1: Wow. Yeah.
3: And so, but that's not her imagination. That of course. Is, That's information, but, you know, so, um, so, yeah, really honing that skill and, and working, I, when I worked with this woman originally- um, really honing that skill of trusting yourself. You know, it's a lot of deep meditation, a lot of like working with other animals and seeing what comes up and then re- realizing like you, I would write things down. Like I'm trying to give a good example. Um like the one time they had I wrote like oh he's got um, he had an infection in the spleen and he had to take like medication and I wrote the stuff done didn't really realize whatever then I looked at the stuff and I thought no this is absolute like hogwash like my imagination is just running wild And then we then go to the owner and ask like, okay, is this true? And she's like, 100% this happened. They had an infection in the spleen and they were on medication, had a terrible reaction to the medication. But it's that lesson of realizing like that stuff that comes into your head is, it's true. It's not always your imagination, but it's the, the key of trusting it. And actually, sure. oh, don't be silly, like, oh, I don't know why I'm thinking that. Because mm-hmm. when we realize that, you know, 97% of communication is nonverbal anyway, human beings do it all the time. Yeah. You know, we have that information coming in and it's actually a scientific thing. It's called the zero point energy field where information is stored and we actually communicate in that way, but we don't recognize it. And it's like, yeah, we're learned, We're learning
0: somehow along the way we suppress that ability, which is really a shame because I find, you know, an example of that is when I was a kid, people ask me all the time, you know, when was it that you became a vegetarian or vegan or whatever? And it was, it was when I was like five years old and I was at a rodeo and I saw, um, you know, cowboys basically lassoing cows, their, their hands and their, 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 their hind legs and flipping them on their back and branding them, and I saw the torture and I saw the pain in their eyes and I heard them crying out. And it's like, as a kid, you know instinctually that is completely this, wrong and they're yeah. in pain and we should not be a part of this. This mm-hmm. is wrong. But as an adult, you're taught to to look at it in a way that
3: somehow to it's rationalized up, right? yeah. it, and it's
0: not okay. Um, so I think yeah. it's really admirable that you.
1: I it's think just just, simplification
3: to me, hundred yeah. percent. 100%.
0: But you use that ability and I, I wish more people did and I'm grateful for people like you and especially the advocacy that you do via social media. And just switching gears real quick, just because we are in this weird time right now and I think no. there's a lot of interesting talk going around, you know, companion pets or companion animals. Um, yeah. um so I wanna know your opinion on what is sort of that like whisper in the background, people saying, Oh, can can dogs you know, carry this virus and, and people then going, it's, it's an interesting thing. Like, I feel, have you heard that? Or am I making no. this up? No. Oh my gosh, there are people that are abandoning their pets. I've seen, oh, yeah, I, mean, I don't know what exactly. degree and how much of, of people really do believe that, but, um, but there is that happening. And then there's also a lot of talk of people bringing in animals into their lives yeah, for, yeah, yeah. you know, stress relief and also just to give an opportunity to, you know, save yeah. life. and.
3: She's doing a lot of work with this, so I wanted to know. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I think that whole notion of that animals are carrying the virus, it's literally been posted everywhere. Every single member of each government has said an animal cannot have the coronavirus and cannot mm-hmm. carry it. So um, for people to still be doing that, it's like, well, then you're not access- accessing the information that is right in front of you. Um, but then in terms of companion animals or service animals, like I, I believe that all animals are service animals, but I do think that it is um, incredible that the government recognizes that animals can do have the ability to know five minutes or 10 minutes before somebody's about to have a seizure or have an episode that it's going to happen. That the, It's quite... Re- it's quite interesting to realize that the government recognizes the intuition of an animal. Sure.
1: You know? That's a good point.
3: Yeah. It's like, it's quite, it's quite beautiful. Um, and so, and to have these animals, you know, really helping these people. I mean, I know, for example, I have this one friend who had like a terrible experience. He's a veteran and he had just like, I mean, they all had a terrible experience. I can only imagine, but his PTSD is off the chart. And no matter what he does, you know, he just can't like, he'll hear a helicopter and it's just, he just flips. And so he has this incredible beagle. That's a service animal. And I was at the park with him one day and it was was like a bunch of people at the park and I was on the top part of the park. He was at the bottom and five minutes, like just randomly, his beagle runs up to him and starts licking him, starts licking him. And everyone's Mm. like, and this guy's fine at this point. Next minute, a helicopter comes over. You hear the helicopter sound. He flips into another dimension, starts pretty much convulsing on the floor. And the beagle knew before the helicopter was anywhere close that this was about to happen. You know, so I think it's like so beautiful that that people have access to that. I think it's so important because sometimes you just don't have control of those certain things. And the fact that we have animals to help us in that situation is incredible. Um, And then in terms of fostering, yeah. So a lot of the shelters had to have to close because it's like lockdown. Um, And so a lot of people, I was so pleasantly surprised by how many people took animals in. I mean, a lot of shelters are empty, because everyone started fostering dogs. The only concern with that is I got so many emails and messages of people being like I'm fostering this dog, I don't really know what to do. I have another pet, how do I introduce them? Like all of these things. So I just wrote an ebook. It's free, it's on my website, just sort of like a really concise guide on how to bring an animal home for the first time. Um, whether it's alone or there's another animal, but then also it's coming from the animal's perspective. So understanding how I always liken it to animals to to children so that we can really comprehend like where they're at. And if, you, if you're if you bringing in a child that's been in foster care, how do you bring them in from their perspective? You know, yeah, and the challenge I think is is everyone has
1: a different perspective, right? So that's, that's yeah. what makes it
3: tough. Yeah, and, and then on top of that, like personalizing it, so hearing from the child itself and like where they specifically came from or where the animal specifically came from so it's a, it's a couple of things but if if a human being can just recognize like okay this animal has come from a certain trauma and so how, how do we introduce them into the home in, in a way that they will be happy to adjust
0: all right everyone sit tight and we'll be right back for some more adulting like a mother father Ooh, we're switching it up, guys. I'm here to tell you a little bit about LaCroix. (laughs) So LaCroix sparkling water delivers refreshment, flavor, and sparkle with an innocent twist of zero calories, zero sweeteners, and zero sodium. There are 27 LaCroix flavors, and the newest additions to the family are limoncello and pastique. Um, Really big fans of LaCroix over here. Obviously, Andrew says that every week. (laughs) But LaCroix sparkling waters are also gluten-free, vegan, kosher, and non non-GMO, Whole30 approved, and environmentally friendly, which is great. LaCroix cans are sustainable and recyclable, and they're the first on the market to be produced without BPA liner. Um, So enjoy LaCroix sparkling water. It's a healthier alternative for you and your lifestyle. You can check them out online to see where they're available and get the full list of retailers at www.lacroixwater.com or follow them on social at LaCroix Water. All right, guys, we're back. Here's adulting like a mother father.
1: I'm I'm so intrigued by this. I want to know about the process. So, like, let's let's make up um, a situation where somebody rescues a dog and the dog is super fearful, right?
3: Use our yeah. dog as for an example. <laughs> yeah, we could. We could. What's the process? Uh, so. So, okay. I'll give you a good example. Um, so I, like two or three years ago, um, and this was really before I was like heavily involved with the animal rights community. I didn't know much about like the dog meat trade or anything like that, but I got a call, um, from animal hope and Wellness. And they do like, you know, them. Yes. do a lot of work. Oh my
0: gosh. Fo- Everyone needs to
3: follow Animal Hope and Wellness. Yeah, they do the most incredible work with rescuing dogs from testing labs, but also from the dog meat trade. Mm-hmm. So um, I got this call about this dog and the dog was fine, like very scared, but fine if like other dogs were around. Um, but then when they would take the dog into this room and bend down to give it its food, it would just go like into another dimension, like PTSD would kick in. Whoa. and they just couldn't get this dog. Nobody could foster him. Um, nobody could get him to do anything or to eat. It was just like an absolute nightmare. No one could pick him up. No one could give him his medication. So I, I was like, okay, let me come and see like, if I can pick up anything. So that's all I knew. Okay. Um, and I knew, I did already know that the dog had come from China, but they didn't know where. They, they just got this dog from people that had just saved like a bunch of dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, so they didn't know where it had come from. So they had no backstory to try and address the issue. Um, so anyway, so I went in and then I went into the room with the dog where they apparently feed him. And I had so basically, you know, I get the information from the people. The more information I have, honestly, the more information I can get because it's de- I can go deeper um, and get the details that I'm missing. Then it starts with really just tapping into intuition, you know, it might be a meditation. So a lot of the work that I do is remote so that I can like meditate and it's honestly easier to be remote and tap into that information. Um, so yeah, starting with the meditation and just like calming the mind to access information that is necessary. Yeah. But then on top of that, then trusting what comes through. So I have like a, um, a pen and paper and I'll just write stuff that comes in and afterwards I have no idea what I've written. I don't remember anything. Um, but what it, what I had experienced, I experienced this. It was like this huge warehouse and I saw these like metal crates, but not like dog crates, just these metal crates, but there was nothing on the, like the bottom of each crate. So it was just like hand, you could just like fall through in a way. And they were all rusting and it was silent. And there was just like, every time like I looked around, I could just see these metal crates like everywhere. And in each crate was one dog, but not one dog was making a noise. It was like, I've never experienced silence like this in my entire life. Like I get chills even going back to that experience. And then seeing, like it's as if I was experiencing it myself, seeing this like red, like ribbon or like string but red around my mouth like this and tied and I can see like the end of the the tie like like that and I can't move and this smell like I cannot even explain the smell it was like horrific but you could hear a pin drop and all these other dogs like this but all of them alive right and then there was this other warehouse it was a separate building and and so what happens is you'll get information, and whether you, whether you think it's God or your intuition or the angels or whatever, giving you that symbolism, you get symbolism in a way that you'll understand it. So the information will come to you in a, like certain symbolism, so you know what it means. And this might be distasteful, so you can cut this out if you want. But they likened it to that concept of Auschwitz, where there's one like, and I've never been there, but like one place where all of these people are alive. But then there's this other place, but these people in this place have never been to that other place, but they know what happens there, you know, but how do they know if they've never been right? Right. And it was that concept and all of these dogs knew what happened there, but not, they'd never been there. Otherwise they would have been dead and that experience. And then I, then after that experiencing this, these men, and I already knew that they were Asian because they told me that these people had come from China these men moving these dogs with, but only with their knees, not with their feet, like with their knees, shoving the dogs around, putting them into crates, getting them out to Mm. put the stuff on these knees the whole time. And then showing me this person like bending down to feed the dog. But all I see are these knees. And the minute I see these knees, I just want to like collapse in fear Mm. and it's PTSD. Right. So, so then I realized like, when a person bends down, when these people are bending down to feed this dog, this dog is just seeing knees the whole time. Like that's all they're seeing. So I said, and then also in this room are these crates, like dog crates. And it's very similar to what this dog was in wherever Mm -hmm. it was. I don't even know where it was. So I said, look, first of all, you've got to get these crates out of here. And second of all, you've got to, It almost sounds so funny. I was like, when you feed him, feed him in the other room with the other dog. So he's distracted, but feed him like you literally have to go up and like feed him backwards. And you can even sit on your bank so, yeah, no, and feed him and show him, first of all, that you recognize that he has fear from a previous experience but also show him that you know it's safe and that he doesn't have to feel like you know, he's got to be protective. And then obviously not experiencing the knees because it's the same thing. That man hears a helicopter and it's such a similar sound, he just switches into PTSD. You see these knees or anyone that's experienced like an abusive relationship, one certain thing can trigger all of your senses again. Within a week, the dog didn't have an issue with eating, got adopted out, is living, it's like it's best life um, on a farm now. And it's just from changing that one thing that can remove that whole issue in its psyche, you know? Um, so yeah. And that way it can be super effective. Um, yeah. But I think the key is just, is just trusting like what comes through, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. I, I just want to say this. I think it, everybody has the ability to access intuition, but I think very yeah. few people have the ability to connect with any animal like that story. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: I think whatever you have going on is very, very special.
3: I appreciate that, but I genuinely, genuinely believe that every single human being can do it. It's just a matter of like trusting it and obviously Mm -hmm. putting in the work, you know. It was a lot of work for me to just, not to be able to access information, but to to not judge myself.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: So it's the same thing, like you think of something like, oh, um, my mom um, I need to buy my mom milk or whatever it is. And then you don't say anything. And then you get a call from your mom being like, Oh, I completely forgot milk at the store or whatever. And then you think like, why didn't I say anything? Like that Mm -hmm. came to me, you know, but it's that whole like judgment thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and I mean, that's my, that's my goal now is like when I'm working with clients, I spend more time, discussing how to access information and how to trust. Like when you, when you walk through and you feel like your dog's really sad or is really missing your grandmother or whatever it is, um to trust that so that they don't have to always call me. Like I would rather enable mm-hmm. um, the other people. Yeah,
1: no, I'm surely. Okay. This is probably a stupid question and I'm not going to say it the right way, but when you, and when you go meet animals and connect with them um, and you, you throw these thoughts out there, whatever's come to your mind, Do people ever think like you're nuts at first?
3: Oh, no. Everybody thinks I'm nuts. (laughs) No, like this is why I live in America. Like South Africans do not accept at all what I do. Um, But I realized that was like the the hardest thing for me is – just being like, it's very hard to really be true to yourself and like yeah. do something that actually serves a purpose, you know, and then do something that like most people think like it's absolutely nuts. Yeah. But I realized that's not really, I can spend my life converting people and persuading them that this is real, but then I'm not really serving the purpose I want to serve. Like sure. um, the people my audience is really people that kind of get it and are just like open to learning and so that we can actually help the animals have a better experience. Um, but no, the whole world thinks I'm absolutely bummed. <laughs>
1: yeah, I had, I had to ask that because I, you know, I hear you say trust a lot and it's like, it's about trusting what comes to your mind. But in my opinion, the majority of people, like they, it's not that they don't have the ability to do that. It's they want to turn that off for whatever reason.
3: Well, yeah, out of fear, you know, it's like sure. fear of the unknown and not being taught like that, that stuff is real, right. you know? Um, yeah, it's a very interesting thing. And I'm just like, well, why, why, why are you so fearful? Like, why don't you just experience what your body and everything about you naturally experiences, like if you really think about it, it's not like some airy fairy, like I speak to the seven gods. It's honestly, if you think about being cavemen, And and I women have intuition. They have very there's that thing of women's intuition. But I men have the most incredible intuition because I believe it comes from cavemen where you've got to know like when something bad is about to happen. You've got to be in that protective mode. How do you know when something's coming? And that's why I I watch like a lot of men that I know in business they'll meet someone or something will happen. And months before, and I saw, I see this with my stepdad the whole time. He's not like a hippie at all. He's like so against it. He'll, he'll call things and he'll make judgments and he'll make decisions literally based off of intuition, off of a feeling. And he doesn't realize he's doing it, but he is spot on every single time. Um, we all have that. It's like, it's a means yeah. to survive. It was yeah. back in the day, a means to survive. And then somewhere, I don't know, I'm not going to name any names, but at some point in humanity, we were like forced to suppress our own abilities and our, the own truth of who we are, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, I mean, I think that to some degree that happens
0: every day just with marketing, right? You know, 100%. things are always being framed in a certain light to steer us in a direction to confide to some sort of thought process. And, um, you know, a, an example of that is, why don't a lot of us want to know about, you know, factory farming or where our food comes from? You know, why don't we want 100%. to one hundred percent to have that conversation when I think it just comes down to, you know, steering. A lot of companies don't want us to know that. They want to sugarcoat things. They want to frame it in a way that comes, is appealing to us or palatable and- yeah. um, and yeah, yeah, like reading think, yeah, in between
3: want, the lines a lot of the time, we yeah. have to. Yeah, and intention, you know, like learning yeah. to rather try and find the intention in something instead of like what's being told to you. Like, oh, this is good for you, but what is the intention behind it, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. More adulting like a mother father when we come back.
2: Look, we talked about Caldrea last week and the week before and probably the week before that, all for good reason. Uh, If you haven't heard of Caldrea, they are a consciously crafted home and body care brand that combines thoughtful ingredients with delectable scents, making caring for ourselves and our homes a beautiful experience.
0: Oh, and let's talk about the beautiful experience. The finishing touch to crafting a beautiful homekeeping experience is air care now caldrea's air care products transform your home with your favorite fragrances immersing you in luxury in every room now air care products like linen and room spray and candles can help you instantly turn your home into somewhere you want to be and honestly little indulgences like that make every day feel like a spa day and all of their customers seem to be raving about it um so someone said heaven in a bottle i had guests at our table asking about that heavenly smell and of course, I tell them it's Caldrea.
2: And that's all you need. That should be all you that's need, right? Don't son. waste any more time. Get free shipping on orders of $50 or more when you buy online at caldrea.com. That's caldrea, C-A-L-D-R-E-A.com. Visit caldrea.com and find your signature scent. And now back to Adulting Like a father.
0: I think some of the biggest takeaways I feel in this, really interesting time where we're having we're given the time sorry that's sophie itching below our feet (laughs) but you probably knew that right (laughs) um we have so much time to to think about things and care about the things that um maybe we would have just sort of turned a blind eye to and and animals are a really good example and a good mirror of that you know they are so simple in a lot of ways, but also very complex. And they're they're thinkers. We find that with our our first dog that we adopted, yeah. she is more emotional than both of us combined. I know. <laughs> We're constantly trying to figure her out. But um, yeah, I just wanted to have you on the show because I just think your work's really empowering, and I think people who, you know, have animals or don't have a lot to learn from them. And um, I appreciate you know, like I said, I appreciate what you do and,
3: oh, and you lending you. a
0: voice to them and. and channeling their energy and
3: yeah and i think also like you say you know you you both take the time to observe your animal and observe when it's experiencing emotion um and also it's when you this is like a very interesting thing to understand human beings have this layer of ego which comes from being told oh don't be silly whatever and then also like we don't act on impulse. Like we always think, oh, well, how will this affect me in two weeks time? Or like, what is this going to do to this or whatever? Animals don't think like that. It's just very moment to moment. So you know that everything is like such truth. And then on top of that, I mean, they are like the best teachers of mindfulness. Like they notice every single thing. They notice the smell. That's their experience. I mean, their world is like this. Yeah. And we have to now, we have an amazing opportunity to experience that too. Like we don't, how, how often are you driving and you notice the smiles on that butterfly and how things are sounding, but that's like the fact that you are actually alive right now and you get to experience the earth at this it's time, amazing. it's like when you really think about it and comprehend it, it's absolutely insane to think mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. And now that's what's happening. I mean, since people are forced to stay home, I I've got like, I have no time. Like I have so many bookings. Because people are starting to really take the time to be like, okay, I want to understand my animal more, but also starting to see, oh, like it is actually really nice just to sit here and notice the sun, how it feels on my skin, the butterflies, the smells, like all of those things. People are really starting to tap into it. Maybe just an LA because the rest of the world thinks like I really shouldn't exist. But <laughs> uh-huh. no, I'm joking. But um yeah, it's beautiful. Like you say, at this time people are really starting to like do the things that they wanna do and be like nat like how we naturally are supposed to be.
0: I hope that we yeah. take this away, you know, after yeah. it's all over. That's and, and what I'm we're worried about. Migrated back into like what we thought was normal. Um, I hope we all slow down. I mean, we, like you said, the sunshine and the smells and the earth and this and that, like we look at things so differently. It makes me emotional. Sometimes yesterday um, we were taking a walk and it was just like every little detail felt so impactful whereas before i would take a walk and not think twice or get lost
3: yeah yeah, so yeah so this is
1: yeah i think being mindful can change your life in the best way you know when you can appreciate the most simple things your life is so much better you're
3: already fully satisfied like that's one of the lessons i had to learn is like you don't actually yes all of these other things that you that you want to achieve are important Mm-hmm. And you need to have motivation to achieve that. But it doesn't mean that you are at this point in your life before achieving it less than like the fact that I have that we have lungs that are fully functional, a heart that literally pumps blood 24 seven to keep us alive, that we have sun that we can experience like that we are alive at this time that already is enough. So anything after that is just a cherry on top. You know what I'm That's saying? That's like a dog's I, mentality. I, I could geek
1: out on this so hard. So I, I yeah. meditate every morning. And like Yeah just being mindful enough to feel air coming in, feel the breath come into the body and and come out of the body is like, it's mind blowing at times.
3: It is mind blowing. Yeah. And if you think about there are people that actually don't have that luxury that have to worry about, I have my, I mean, my stepbrother does not have that luxury. Like he's literally waiting for a heart transplant. He has to worry. he, he doesn't get to wake up in the morning and just start his day. He has to worry about his heart pumping blood. Other people have to worry about if their lungs are going to get in enough air. Like all of these things, you know, the fact that we already have all of those things and we're alive and we get to experience love on a daily basis um, from human beings and animals, it's like, what else do you need? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh,
1: you you got to figure it out.
3: out. Yeah. Oh no! Trust me, there's a lot of things I did not figure out yeah. But this is like the only thing, maybe. Aww. Oh, my God!
0: <laughs> it's so cool to have conversations like this, and it's weird that sometimes it takes something so catastrophic to like bring us back down to what feels like ground level again.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a great yeah. reset. I have a very random question because it sounds like you're very tied into um, what's going on in like the rescue world right now. Yeah. I, I want to say I heard or I read a headline maybe last week that um literally the shelters in New York completely ran out yeah. of animals. Yeah, is no, they true? ran
3: they ran out of animals. Oh, wow. Gosh. Every single person has a foster dog. And so and cool. as beautiful, like I said, like as beautiful as that is, there's a lot of nuances that come with fostering or adopting mm-hmm. a dog, as you know, you know. Um, and so it's like, okay, that's amazing. But you also have to ensure that that animal is having a harmonious experience in your apartment with you. And you have sure. to be aware of yourself and how you're introducing them into the home and also in t- intention. The biggest, biggest thing with animals is what's in your mind. Like, you know, when you're walking a dog, that dog is not understanding English. When you're saying, get on to, please, can you get onto the sidewalk? That dog doesn't understand English, but what are you saying in your mind that gets that dog to the sidewalk? Yeah. If, you're, if you're, you know, a lot of people just drag their dogs, which is also not how you're supposed to do it. But how does that dog know? Or like when you ask the dog, like, can you come here? Or are you hungry? Or all of those things. It's what, are you, what do you have in your head that the animal is understanding? And that is what the communication is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, with that ebook, I, would try, I explained a little bit about that so that people could just be mindful of it now that so many people have dogs. And I know a lot of those people aren't going to give those dogs back.
0: Yeah, I know. I know. I mean, that's huge because this could be very new for a lot of people, you know, yeah. and it's, it's very similar to becoming new parents. It feels quite shocking. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it is a good time to take on such a new addition and new responsibility because it
1: gives us purpose. And The reality totally. is that bringing an animal in is a big responsibility. So if you choose to do that, I think, you know, accessing something like your ebook, is a tool that's a must. You know what I mean? What's
3: your yeah. website um, where people um, can find it? It's www.thesaralee.com. And it okay, just we'll put up. it in the
0: notes too.
3: Yeah, thanks. But yeah, and I mean, I can only imagine how much of a new experience it must be to be new parents. Yeah, it's similar uh, though. I mean, we have two dogs and they've been a lot of
0: work. Um, yeah. in a good way. We love them. We're willing to do the work, especially him. He's taken on a lot of that. Um, but every day, you know, it takes a conscious effort to, you know, acknowledge their needs and make sure that Definitely. we're doing what we hope is the best for them. And so yeah. you know, for everyone who's new
3: doggy parents, <laughs> yeah. This is and this is important. That choice to be selfless, you know, like yeah, it actually sure. is a choice. And for the most part, people do an incredible job, but there are also a lot of people that maybe don't know how to be selfless or don't, don't recognize, you know, what, what a a baby or an animal needs, you know? Mm -hmm. And also eventually, even though I think being a parent, I, I mean, my hat goes off to you. I wouldn't even know where to start, honestly. You would though, because it's very
0: intuitive. To touch on that just
3: a little bit in the very beginning of becoming a
0: new mom, I felt like I was judging my intuition. And yes. now, you know, obviously, we're six months in this point, and it feels like I'm really harnessing that intuition. And so yeah, that's amazing. Think it's so important. It, it helps because in the beginning, you feel like a lost puppy and you're just trying to turn mm-hmm. to anyone for information or guidance and support, um, which is important regardless. But I think the biggest thing we can do is, as adults, and especially in this time where we can be more mindful, is just harness yeah. that intuition in any in any capacity, whether it be a new parent, a new dog parent,
3: yeah, a and new cat back, parent. It goes hamster. back to the thing of um, your baby doesn't speak English yet. Yeah, you know? so of course. how do you know these things? Yeah. Speaking of, do you want <laughs> yeah. to go around and grab him? He just he just so, woke
0: up from a nap. I'm looking at him on the monitor. He'll come in and say, hi, but I'm really glad that we got to talk about that. I, you know, it's interesting when you talk to a guest and obviously like we go into it thinking, let's talk about communicating with animals. That's so cool. That must be such a cool skill to have. But in reality, you learn so much more. And, um, and a lot of it really does come back to like who we are and how we operate in our everyday life.
3: And if you just think about the systems that humans have in place, like mm-hmm. human beings have a thing in place for millennia that at a certain age, you, go, you reach puberty. At a certain age, you have a maternal instinct kick in when you, when you want to be a mom. At a certain sure. age, you want to protect, you have this feeling to want to protect your family. Like all of those systems are in place. A, a female body has systems in place you know, mm-hmm. to create and provide certain things and do it well. And, and that like your intuition, that thing yeah. is in place for a reason. So why do we yeah. deny? Hi, <laughs> look at this pretty oh girl. my goodness. Yeah. Gio,
0: look at you on video zoom. How is your
1: nap? <laughs>
3: what did you How is your cutie?
0: I'm always curious about that, actually. What do they dream about? And I know they have dreams because sometimes he'll wake up from his sleep out of nowhere. And I always just assume like, oh, maybe he was dreaming oh. something. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was a loud <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. thank you so much for coming on and taking time for- from your cute little quarantine home. It looks so peaceful. I could it's see so the cool. plants I'm in the so background lucky. coming through the window. It's so pretty. Yeah, it's so nice. Oh well, thank you again, and um, and I would love to obviously share this ebook with everyone who listens and watches, yeah. and um,
3: definitely. But anytime um, you need help with your animals, just call me. Oh, you're the best. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I'll okay. Just any questions?
0: appreciate that all right girlfriend hang in there okay bye all the best you too thank you you. Bye. (laughs) bye don't go anywhere we'll be right back in a few with more adulting like a mother father though we're apart these days we're sharing more and geico would just like to say thanks thanks for sharing your savage dance moves thanks for sharing your diy haircut fails thanks for sharing your inner lip sync star now it's geico's turn to share too with the geico give back a 15% credit on car and motorcycle policies for current and new customers.
2: And because GEICO's committed for the long haul, the 15% credit lasts your full policy term. Visit geico.com slash give back for info and eligibility.
0: Learn more about GEICO's 15% credit on car and motorcycle policies at geico.com slash give back. All right, guys, we're back. Here's adulting like a mother father. Okay. Uh, thank you so much for listening to Sarah Leah's chat with us. I mean, she is seriously um, just one of a kind. She has such a calming disposition. And I mean, anyone who's super intuitive or empathetic, uh, I feel like I I relate to in one way or another. You know, when you have like, you know, compassionate qualities and you care about animals, like.
2: Yeah, that's 100% your type of person. <laughs> And yeah, mine like too. like I
0: get it. I get them, you know? I feel it. I feel the pain. I can't talk to animals, but I no, feel like I feel power. their pain.
2: Sure. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I get it. I think it's a special quality and I, I don't think enough people have that, which is why things happen the way they happen in the world today.
0: Yeah, I know. Um, on that note, do you want to answer some questions? And a lot of them have to do with being vegan, (laughs) which I think is so cool that people had all these questions. Okay. I'm going to ask you one and then I'm going to pass you the phone and you're going to ask me one. Perfect. And we'll just do it enough until it gets over. We done. All right. The first one is what made you decide to be vegan?
2: Me? Um, I think you just did enough work on me over the years. Ooh. and then um so i i felt pressure for a long time and i you know i adjusted my diet really early on in our relationship and um at that point you know i was i was eating for my body for physique and fitness and whatnot and so i ate a lot of chicken and fish um never a lot of red meat but that just started phasing out slowly and then we went and saw um what was the name of that movie
0: game changers
2: Game Changers If and, you
0: haven't seen Game Changers It's a documentary It's on Netflix If you're ready to Change the game And in reality It's, it's just Sorry to cut you off It's just um, It's pretty informational If you care about Just your all around health
2: Yeah For sure For sure I mean If uh, I was an athlete for a long time And it just resonated with me Because it was the first thing That I had seen Maybe not the first But the most powerful thing That I've seen With people that I related to
0: Totally yeah that's a great answer
2: okay let's see
0: oh gosh i don't like that you have the power right now
2: oh here's a good one okay is your pediatrician on board with the vegan diet for baby mine wasn't
0: ah interesting yeah um ours was and you know i feel really lucky because uh Dr. Joel was someone who was recommended to me by my midwife, and I didn't have many doctors that were recommended or that I was familiar with um, through friends or family, so we met with him first, and through our talk initially while I was still pregnant, it just felt like we were all on the same page, and he was super supportive of um, our vegan lifestyle. He says he has other families that are vegan as well, kids that are, you know, super healthy, So that made me feel really comfortable. Okay. Here's one best weight loss tips.
2: Ooh, I don't know if if I'm the man for that job. Yes, you are. You're so
0: good. I
2: look, I think, you know, I know enough just through my own experience. Um, but i have never been like properly educated on it. So I don't want to put things out there for people. Best weight loss from my own experience was, uh, well, first of all, uh, never really had a weight issue because i've always been long and lean i've always struggled to put weight on which i don't think everybody can relate to no (laughs) um but best weight loss i found that when i was eating smaller portions more often so five or six times a day Mm -hmm. uh, my metabolism was just like revving like no other
0: okay that's a good tip so smaller meals throughout the day do you have one for me
2: Do you still do acting?
0: (laughs) This is my favorite question. Um, I, yeah, I guess I consider myself still an actor. Um, I just haven't had many opportunities since a becoming pregnant outside of the little movie we did together, which I actually saw is tagged in something recently. And I think it might be coming out. Oh no. Yeah. I I mean, oh yes. Yes. Oh oh, no. Also. Uh, Okay. Oh, here's a good question. How old do you want Gio to be before you decide on having more kids?
2: Ooh, that's a good one. Um, well, if it was up to me, I think I would just let fate take over because I don't know. I don't think I'm there yet. Um, I, you know, this one's tough because these are things that I've never really envisioned. You know what I mean? We've kind of just let them happen and it's better for me because I'll overthink everything. So sometimes Mm -hmm. I just need to be pushed into it. But I guess if it was going to happen, I would want Gio to be like a year and a half okay. before you got pregnant.
0: Okay. We got pregnant.
2: We, yeah. <laughs> okay. I know it's
0: confusing, but that's what you're supposed to say.
2: Oh, here's a good one for you. Oh, gosh. How do I get a boyfriend?
0: Oh, <laughs> you're asking the wrong person <laughs> because Andrew is my first boyfriend. Yikes. Um, yeah, I mean, I it's confusing when I say that because it's not as though I didn't have opportunities to have boyfriends prior. I just was, A, if I'm being honest. I was very prude for a long time. Um, so I was scared to have a boyfriend or be in a relationship. B I was busy. I didn't really have a lot of time for it. Um, and C like, I just think I was waiting for the right one. So if you're looking for a boyfriend just to have one, you know, there's two sides to that coin. It's like, it's great to have the experience and learn, but I also feel like don't waste your time. So be selective and, and yeah, I mean, just meet people, have good conversation. And if you feel like there's a spark or you're interested in spending more time together, that's probably the right person to consider dating. Yeah. That's good. Advice. And boyfriending. Um, Oh, I saw a question that I want to answer, which is funny. Um, okay. Here's one. Um, what's good advice for anyone who's wanting to start becoming vegan? since just try
2: just just dip your toes in Mm -hmm. um you know maybe replace like meat with an alternative or dairy with an alternative
0: yeah start there
2: yeah that's great easy as that
0: yeah go ahead i'm ready i don't know why i get so nervous
2: and Uh,
0: you're like quiet when you like i can't handle the awkward the suspense
2: how did you and your husband meet
0: okay well I don't have a husband. (laughs) Um, Andrew and I are engaged. We have been since Christmas of 2017, so almost a few years. Yeah. Uh, How did we meet? So we met through a mutual friend. I knew this friend of mine, Shiva, through school years, and we kind of lost touch for a while. I wasn't actually in school um, from eighth grade through high school because I was acting and out of the blue, she reached out to me one night. It was Memorial Day weekend. She was in Lake Havasu, which is kind of like a party lake, if you're not familiar. And she told me that she was with a guy who's friends with her friends, who she just thinks is a great fit for me. And I kind of laughed it off. I thought she was drunk. She probably was. Um, but I still loved that she was looking out for me. So I said, you know what? Have him Facebook me and <laughs> so
2: facebook whatever wow. you know
0: that was how we that's how we talked
2: we were before like all the dating apps and way before stuff.
0: yeah Jeez. crazy and that was back in early 2011 holy moly um okay here's a good one how do you guys budget
2: that's a great question um we i mean we do a lot together but we still do a lot separately yeah um personally I'm pretty frugal. So, you know, anytime I'm making money, I like to put money away first, which is called paying yourself first, um, anywhere between 10 and 20% of, of after tax income.
0: What does that really mean for people listening?
2: What do you mean? So let's say, um, let's say just use a round number for, to make it easy. Like hundred bucks, you get it. Yeah. A thousand bucks, right? You get a okay. thousand bucks, pay yourself first. So before you do anything else, before you spend money on things that you don't need, Take 10 to 20%. And if you can't afford that, take 5%. Mm-hmm. And I would start by putting that into a savings account first and create an emergency fund. And, and there was a post on the adulting Instagram a while back about this. Um, but you really, ideally, you want three to six months of savings on hand in case of an emergency.
0: Mm, that's smart the older you get and the more responsibilities you have as a kid. If someone told me I had to have three to six months worth of savings. Yeah. I'd so if you're, like
2: if that. you're younger, I wouldn't worry about that. Especially if you're living at home with mom and dad, like you got your expenses taken care of or whatever. What I would do it's is a good goal. Yeah.
0: It's a great goal. Instead
2: of putting that in savings, I would take that and invest it smart. Right. And you can do it so easily through apps. Like, I mean, you can set up a TD Ameritrade account, Robinhood. there's, there's so many.
0: That's great advice. When did you buy your first... Sorry, I'm asking you a question that's off the cuff. When did you buy your first stock or when did you start investing?
2: I've always been interested in money, but I opened my first, I opened a Scottrade account when I was in college. I think I needed like 500 bucks to open it up. Um, and I started trading penny stocks at the time. And for anybody who's you know taking a look at the stock market or interested, penny stocks are always this glamorous thing, right? Because people can make a lot of money in but most people lose a lot of money. And I traded penny stocks for probably... The first three four years maybe and to be honest, I probably ended up at a net zero gain So I had days where I made a bunch of money and days where I lost a bunch of money and at the end of the day They're so risky. Yeah, like I ended up Nowhere better off. So now I do it differently
0: But it's a good way to get um Just your feet wet I guess for not as much. Well, I mean it's still high risk, but not as much
2: money There's this book. Um, i'm looking at it right now. It's called money I think that's the whole title uh, no, it's called Money Master of the Games by Tony Robbins. And it's a really interesting book. It talks about investing in a very simple way to do it. You can put it in a, like an S&P index fund, right? Which is a fund. It's basically a mutual fund that covers all the companies in the S&P 500, top 500 companies.
0: So they're like a safer bet.
2: Yeah, it's diversified already. So you don't have to go out and pick individual stuff. That's right. right. What they say, what he says in this book is that this fund, I mean, you could invest in this in, in 30 seconds. and this is traditionally beaten money managers year after year after year and i forget the numbers but it was something silly it was like um a small investment every year like over 30 years whatever gave you like i want to say maybe it was a 10 grand initial investment then you ended up with like half a million or something dude
0: that sounds like that book automatic millionaire yeah by david balk yeah. if you guys are if you guys are listening and well Any age, it really hasn't. It doesn't matter. But if you have, you're in a position to invest. Obviously, the the smartest thing to do is to do it early on because over time you can literally become, like this book says, an automatic millionaire.
2: Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. So yeah, if nothing else, check out that book. Uh, it'll give you pretty some pretty simple investing advice. Okay, Okay, I'm ready. How many kids do you want?
0: Oh wow, that's a that's a. Good question. Um, I think I've said this before, but I've always thought of myself as having a lot of kids. I mean, when I was really young, I thought I wanted six kids. Um, As I've gotten older, I went back and forth. I think when we first had you, I thought one. Then I thought two. Now I'm teetering between two and three. But I think, like you said, it's kind of just more of like a fate thing. Like, we'll feel it out as we go. Because let me tell you, my friends... They are beyond a full-time job. (laughs) Beyond. So, yeah. It's like a
2: full, full full-time job.
0: Correct. Okay. Oh, wait. I have one. Okay. Oh, this is a good question. Someone asked us, um, have you guys broken up before? No. Yeah, we haven't.
2: No. We've probably gotten close a few times. Um, Because just like everybody else, you know, like we have our issues and you start like Going through your head, like, is this going to work long term? But the beautiful thing about our relationship is at the end of the day, we've always chosen to come back to the table and work through things.
0: Yeah. Yep. All right. Last question. Go for it. Pick a good one.
2: Ooh, here's a good one How is alone time with Andrew now that you have a baby?
0: Oh, that's a good question. Well, you guys are experiencing our alone time. We're sharing it with you. <laughs> and that's True story. Pretty significant, almost every week. Um, okay, so outside of the podcast, when we're alone, we typically eat. Um, we we have a lot that we need to do usually around the house. Wow, just this like, sounds
2: so boring. No, we but are I'm so saying, boring.
0: But yeah, I know we are boring.
2: No, what's one thing that we do that's exciting? Oh. <laughs>
0: yeah. um what do we do we'll binge watch something i don't know we either binge watch or we binge eat that's about all we 100%. have
2: yeah food is our go-to
0: <laughs> like what am i gonna do as soon as we stop recording eat no oh, I- that's
2: right you're gonna go get frozen yogurt that's right,
0: right my friend Yum. Okay. I've been looking forward to this moment and because QVC is behind us and we're chipping away at so many tasks on our list we're treating ourselves I'm gonna go get us some froyo.
2: yeah long story short guys if you're looking for excitement this is the podcast that you need to return to every <laughs> single week
0: well, I really enjoyed answering some questions. So
2: did I. I want to that do was that was nice. Again. Um, yeah.
0: So thanks for sending those in, you guys. Really helpful. And kind of just, honestly, that brought a little spark to our night. So we appreciate it. And thank you again for listening. We loved having Sarah Lee on the show. Um, I hope you guys took some really valid information away from her. And if you have pets, try to you know level with them a little bit more we all have you know hearts and souls and wants and needs and i say this out loud so i could tell myself because we have two dogs that need me too and i need to work on being a better dog mom because it's important Amen. That's right. All right, guys. Until next week, we love you, and thanks for listening. Peace. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Adulting Like a Mother Father. New shows drop every Tuesday on the Direct Message Network on Podcast One.